Hey, what is going on, everybody? How y'all doing tonight? Good. Who's excited for uh, Slip and Slide Olympics? We got some sweet stuff planned for y'all today. We are so excited. Hey, if you're new here, my name is Blake. Welcome. We are so glad that uh, all of you are here tonight. If you're new, welcome again. We're thankful you're here. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we have been in this series called Ask Anything, and it's a really cool series because what you guys get to do is literally send us a question. We have a mailbox out this way. You can text it to us, put it on the Instagram. You can ask us anything. So tonight, I'm going to answer a few of these questions really quick before I do. I'm going to say a quick prayer for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, God, that you know that you love each and every person in this room, that you have brought them here tonight on purpose. God, I thank you for the word that you have for us, God. I ask and I pray that you would remove distractions in this place. I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to have fun afterwards and keep us all safe. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so the first question, you guys asked this question. I It'll be interesting to see what y'all think about this first one. The first question tonight, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Hold on, first of all, first of all, is there anybody who says yes? All right. Sam, what? All right, hold on, hold on. All right, so technically, hey, listen up, listen up. Technically speaking, a hot dog is, listen up, listen up. Hey, technically speaking, a hot dog is a piece of meat in between bread. However, it is not a sandwich. A hot dog is not a sandwich. I don't care, I don't care what the definition says. All right, all right. Hey, shh. Next, no, no questions. Next question was, you can put it up there. Who, where, and when was your first crush? So, uh, so uh, I was an early bloomer. Uh, second grade, this girl and I, uh, we had a crush on each other, which, which meant for us that... Uh, that we kind of looked at each other with like hard eyes, but we didn't speak to each other ever. Like we tried to do avoid each other. Uh, and when I was in elementary school, I pretty much had a crush every grade. Like I can think of a, a crush every different grade that I had. In fifth grade, there was this one girl on my swim team. She was cute. She was cute and, and she looked good. I'm just be honest with you. Now, the cool thing about this is, well, the bad thing is that she, I don't think she felt the same about me. Uh, my buddy, who was standing next to me one day, and she's walking past us, he says, hey, Blake, look, it's your girlfriend. And she very aggressively said, he's not my boyfriend. Shut up, he's not my boyfriend. Now, that's the bad news. The cool thing is, I got to marry that girl 13 years later. So, so who's the real winner? Yeah, so that's actually a true story. My wife, uh, my wife was in my fifth grade class. Uh, anyways, all right, 
So really quick tonight, we're going to talk about a topic that is definitely a more difficult topic to talk about. Um, it's a topic that I'm sure all of you have heard before, a topic that all of you probably have an opinion about, but tonight, you guys asked it, and, and we, we want to answer this question because it's an important question, so you can put up the next question. Yeah, you should see your faces. So, so listen up, listen up, listen up. It's a very important thing to talk about in our day. Um, obviously, it, there's, there's so much that our society says. There's so much that you may have heard. Um, really quick, before I dive into it, I want to tell you what th that word actually means, what homosexuality actually means. It is a characteristic of being attracted to somebody of the same sex. A characteristic. It is not an identity. It is not an identity. It is a characteristic of being attracted to somebody of the same sex. Now, I want to remind us really quick before we, before we dive into this, um, I want to remind you about something that Jesus said and remind us. This book is not just any other book. This book is the Word of God. It, it is God's Word to us. This book is how we we answer our questions that we have. What our hearts desire as leaders for all of you is that when you have questions, you can go to God's word confidently. Um, the, the thing I love about scripture is, first of all, it is where we find truth. It is, it is true when it was written 2,000 some years ago. It is true today, and it will always be true. God's word does not change. It is the truth, and it is always the truth. I'm going to read to us a verse really quick in Luke chapter 9, verse 26. And again, this is Jesus talking right here about his word. So, so listen carefully. He says this, For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. So what does it mean to be ashamed of Jesus' words? What does that look like in your life, in our lives? Well, I want you to imagine you walk through and you see, you're reading the Bible and you see a passage of scripture and you say, "May uh, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. Or maybe you, you know something that the Bible says, but you're embarrassed by that scripture. That's what it means to be ashamed of his words. To be, to be embarrassed by what God's word says. But I want, you to, I want all of you to know this, that if you want to be a Christian, if you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, the Bible must be your authority. It has got to be where you go for the answers. It has got to be the word that is not just like another book, but something that you can trust, something that does not change, something that... Uh, is, it's like a rock. It doesn't, it doesn't change. It's immovable. Why do I talk about homosexuality? Why do we want to talk about this topic? There's so many other topics, right? Why do we want to talk about this specific thing? The answer is love. Love. We love people. As a believer of, of, in Christ, I, I love people. 
And, and as followers of Christ, we should love people and we should want to share the truth with people. Regardless of what that truth is, regardless of uh, the uncomfortableness that a certain topic may bring, we want to love people well. And we want to love people by sharing the true message about who Jesus is and how we follow him. All right, I'm going to read us a verse now. This is the first verse I want to read us uh, about this specific topic that we're talking about. It's in Romans chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. It says this, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. Their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due Penalty for their error. If I read that out loud in a school, there may be people throwing food at me. Really, seriously. In your school, especially if you're at a public school. And I want to be clear about what, what does God's word say. That, that those two passages that we just read, it said three things very specifically about this specific topic. Now, let me just say first and foremost, all sin is sin. I do not believe that there is a certain sin that is greater than another sin. The Bible says that all sin separates us from God. Whether that is uh, homosexuality, like we're talking about tonight, whether that is getting drunk on the weekends with your friends, whether that is uh, looking at pornography, whether it's disobeying your parents, sin is sin. But this specific sin is, is what we're talking about tonight because we, we've had so much um, conversation from you all about, to us about this topic. I know a few of you that I've had personal conversations with who have come across this in your school and you've asked me, Blake, how do I, how do I deal with this? How do I handle this? The first thing that we have to know is what does the Bible say about this? All right, so in that verse, the passage that we just read in Romans, there's three things that it says and I am simply taking words that I just saw in there. The first one, it says that this sin, this homosexuality sin, is uh, dishonorable. It says that it is dishonorable. The second thing that it says is that it is unnatural. That it is unnatural. That means God didn't make, make us this way. God didn't make me uh, a person that has this specific sin that I will just have my whole life. That, that is not the God that that made you or me that way or anybody that way. And then the third thing that is very clear in that passage is that it is sinful. We find out very clearly that it is sinful. Now, those words may sound harsh. You may look at those words and you say, well, hold on, hold on. That doesn't sound like love. I wanna wanna give you an illustration really quick. And I want you to picture this in your heads. There was a man who went to the doctor who had some problems with his body, he didn't know what was wrong, and he goes to the doctor, and the doctor runs some tests. The doctor finds out that this man 
will be dead in less than a year because he has these problems with his body. Now, here's the issue that the doctor has to, to decide. The doctor has, has one of two choices. He can either break the news to this man, in, which would no doubt cause harm. It would be, harm, it'll be harmful to hear, hey, you, you have this disease, and if you don't do these specific things, you, you're gonna end up dead. Like, that would hurt to hear that. I know if I went to the doctor, I would be devastated by that. So the doctor could tell the truth, and it would no doubt be uncomfortable and harmful. Or, or the doctor could sit there and he could say, hold on, you know what? I don't want to cause pain in this, this man. I don't want him to, to be devastated. I don't want to be the one to be the bearer of bad news. Hey, man, look, everything's okay. It should pass. Uh, well, I'll see you next time. And he goes out the door. How would you view that doctor? For me, I would view that as, as devastating. That would be horrible. How could you not tell somebody the truth? It's not a terminal illness. There is a way that he, he can uh, be cured. But for the sake of com comfort, for the sake of not wanting to be the bearer of bad news, the doctor could avoid it, which would unfortunately result in that man's death. That is why we have got to talk about this topic. That's why we have to talk about it. The motivation is love. The motivation is love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. It says this, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, that's worshiping anything other than God. It could be anything, it could be sports, it could be a phone. Nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor those habitually drunk, nor verbal abusers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So the bad news is that Sin, anybody, anybody who is living a lifestyle in sin, regardless of what that sin may be, regardless of the specific sin, anybody who is living a lifestyle in sin, according to God's word, will not inherit the kingdom of God. And it says in there, do not be deceived. Listen to this. It says, do not be deceived. What do you think the devil wants to do? The devil who is real, if you don't know he's real, he is real. The devil wants everybody in the whole world to think this one thing. He wants everybody to think that they can live however they want, that we can do whatever we want. And when we get to heaven, when we get, I'm sorry, when we get to standing before God, and when we have to stand and answer for everything we've done in our life, Surely God will just give us a free pass. That's what the devil wants all of us to think. 
It says, do not be deceived. This is a, this is a message of love. This is a message of hope. In verse 11, and I want, I want you to hear these first four words. Talking about all of those sins that I just said, including the one we're talking about tonight, including homosexuality, talking about all of those sins, this is what the writer says next. And he's writing to followers of Jesus. He's writing to people who are saved. This is a message of hope. It says, such were some of you. Can you say that with me? Four words. Such were some of you. Say it with me. Such were some of you. I think I got like eight. I think you maybe said it with me. Such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of God. This is such good news. What does that tell us? Christianity is full of people, including myself, including anybody else out here who is a follower of Jesus, who had an old life, who, who used to live in sin. But it says that we were washed. It says that we were changed. It says that Jesus, and only Jesus, can do that. This is a message of hope. Here's the thing I want you to know. Because of Jesus, anybody can be forgiven. Anybody can be forgiven because of Jesus. So what does that mean? The Bible says that if we want to be a follower of Christ, if we want to live our life for Jesus, we have to deny ourselves. We have to take up our cross. We have to follow him. So what does that mean? It means that if I'm somebody who, what I love to do in my life is I love to go and get out drunk. I love to go out with my friends and I love to get out drunk. That means that I have to give up the drink. That means if I'm somebody who's here, and you know what, uh, it's not harmful to anybody else if I just want to look at pornography. Like, if that's not, that's not harmful to anybody else. Well, no, if I want to be a follower of Jesus, I have to give that up. If I'm somebody who just dishonors my, my parents, I, I, I don't, I don't want to listen, obey my parents. Well, no, to follow Jesus, it doesn't mean that you're a perfect person. But that's what repentance means. Repentance means we, we turn from our old life and we, we begin to follow after Jesus. Listen, it means that we have to trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior in everybody in the world, everybody you know can make that choice. Everybody. The question that we have to talk about really quick and before we go is, how do we respond, though? Okay, Blake, I get it. Uh, the Bible says that it's a sin, but how should we respond to this topic? How should we respond to this? Maybe you're here and you've been wondering if, if it's right or if it's wrong. Maybe you've kind of been on the fence. Maybe you're here and you have a friend that you know who uh, is, is living this lifestyle. Or maybe you're here and uh, you just... You, you know what the Bible says, but you just can't get to a place where you can accept what the Bible says. How do we, how do we navigate this with, with people in our lives? Here's the thing I want to make very, very clear. As Christians, we are called to love all people. We are called 
to love everybody. Now, what does love mean, though? We got to discuss what does it mean to love? We love people struggling with these things the same way that you love anybody else. The same way that you love a friend of yours who is in a relationship in which, let's say, they are having sex and not married, we would love them well by guiding them to the truth. Friend, look, I love you. I want you to consider this. Hey, this is what the Bible says about, about what you're doing, and I just, because I love you, I want to share something with you. The world tells us, listen to this, the world tells you and it tells me that if we stand on God's word, that if I sit here and I stand and I say that uh, homosexuality is a sin, I'm hateful. That's what the world tells me. It says that you and I are hateful if we wanna stand on the truth. If we wanna say the truth about certain topics, it calls me a bigot. It says that I'm hateful. But I'm, I'm actually loving. I want you to imagine there's a 70-year-old a there's a 70-year-old woman who is a widow who lives by herself in this house. I want, I want you to picture how you would think of me or yourself. If you go in there, you take a sledgehammer, you break down her front door, you run into her room, you grab this old woman, pick her up out of bed, you run outside of the house, and you toss her. You're like... You sound like a maniac, Blake, until you realize that the house was burning down. Until you realize that the house was on fire, I sounded like a maniac. But once you realize the context, once you realize the whole truth, it changes it completely. So how do we love how do we love? Well, first of all, you and I are, are always called to love everybody. I think I already said that. We are called to be, to be kind to people, okay? We are called to be friendly with people, but there's three specific ways that I wanna share with you, specifically that we can love people that are, that are in, in this place. The first one is that you can share the truth with them. There was a man named Beckett Cook. This man was a fashion designer in LA, true story. He was a fashion designer in LA. He was very successful. He was living a homosexual lifestyle. He goes into a coffee shop and there's young people, high school age people sitting in a coffee shop reading their Bible. He goes up to them, he's like, hey, I have some questions. What does your church believe about homosexuality? In love and in grace, gently, they said, well, hey, hey, Beckett, we, we believe the Bible and we believe that homosexuality is a sin. And they, in love, they invited him to their church that Sunday. And he gave his life to Jesus Christ and he never looked back. And there's so many other stories out there about people whose lives have been changed completely. Now, I wanna encourage all of you, listen to me, listen to me, don't be afraid to share truth. Sharing the truth doesn't mean you're being hateful. Sharing the truth doesn't mean you're being hateful. The second thing you can do is you can always share your testimony. You can share with anybody uh, how God has, has brought you to himself. How has God worked in your life? How have you 
seeing God work in your life. That is something you can do. The third thing you can do is you can pray for them. You can pray for your friends who are struggling with this. You can pray for your friends who are struggling with other sins. These are all things you can do. Now what I would say you should never do, what I should never do, is ever encourage or accept any sin. We're called to love people, and all people are sinners. So we are called to love sinners. You and I are sinners. We are called to love everybody. However, that doesn't mean I want you to look at me knowing if you think, if you found out I'm struggling with a certain sin, you're not loving me well by just letting me do it. In love, you should mention it. What the Bible says we should never do is be rude or hateful. You should never be rude or hateful to anybody, ever. We're gonna talk about this more in your small groups, in your community groups, I mean. But I wanna close, and I wanna read a verse to you as, as we close. It's Romans 5, 8. It says that, but God shows his love for us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Maybe you, maybe you had struggled with the thought that God could love you or God could love somebody else. I wanna be very clear about this. God sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross. He lived a sinless life. The son of God steps out of heaven. He lives a sinless life. He dies on the cross to take our sin upon his shoulders. Not because you and I were good. Not because anybody is good. But while we were sinners, if you've ever questioned God's love for you, write that verse down. Take it home with you. Memorize it. Say it out loud. There is hope for everybody in in Jesus Christ. But I want to be clear that there is only one way, and that is through Jesus. The Bible says that he died on the cross. He rose from the dead three days later. And now he is in heaven and he will come again. Our response to that message, our response to that message, because many of you may be struggling with what we talked about tonight, or, or maybe it's something totally different, but all sin separates us from God. And anybody who is living in any sin, we need, our, we need a Savior. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much, Lord, that you proved how much you love us by dying on the cross to save us from our sins. Thank you so much, God, that you have given us your word, that we can trust your word, and that we can stand on your word regardless of how uncomfortable it may be, regardless of what our world says about your word, about truth. I thank you, Lord, that we can stand firm on it. God, we love you. We trust you. I pray that you would bless our conversations and help us to have a lot of fun tonight. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.